All right, guys, welcome to Run It Back. Uh, Max is out of town. So David, of course, uh, David knows a thing or two, right, about uh, this whole business and uh, Spurs talk. Or two. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into some interesting Spurs talk here. Uh, of course, uh, if you... Uh, Watch, if you watch the podcast, thank you very much. If you listen to it, uh, we appreciate that as well. We're going to have this on all the different platforms. And uh, let's get right to it, David, um, because this is an interesting time right now for all of Spurs Nation. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard has made some headlines recently. And the interesting wow. part about this is that um, Uncle Dennis has spoken. And all it took was Kawhi to make it to the NBA Finals. And then finally we hear from Uncle Dennis. Your Kawhi, thoughts? Yeah, you, you're... Kawhi, but has gotten some attention lately. But I think Uncle Dennis is the one getting yeah. most of the attention. Mm -hmm. Kawhi's just out there playing basketball yeah. and pretty much staying low key like normally Kawhi does. Right. But it's Uncle Dennis who stirred the pot, and it's like Uncle Dennis, what what are you doing? Yeah. This was a year. All this <laughs> stuff. It was a year ago. Can't you just yeah. let this lie and let people do right. what they do over mm -hmm. summer and yeah. either watch the Warriors and the Toronto Raptors or not watch them, root against Kawhi or not root. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. Why you got to bring this up now? Yeah. Uh, I think because they're on the mountaintop right now, and I think because they feel like it's vindication for them. They feel like they were slandered by the Spurs. They feel like they were slandered by the uh, the media when all this was going on with Kawhi Leonard. So I feel like him coming out is kind of saying one of these, like, hey, we sort of got the last laugh here, and look at our guy Kawhi. He's now led Toronto to the finals, and Spurs, you should have listened to us. Spurs, you should have just adhered to everything we were saying. And this is sort of like their uh, kind of we're up here sort of moment. You guys are all the way down there right now. But see, that's that part of the problem is the phrasing that you're using, mm -hmm. yeah. is, which is true. It's, it's, it's what is how they look at it. It's we. Right. I, Uncle Dennis hadn't put on a Spurs uniform, as far as I know. Yeah. He hadn't put on a Toronto uniform, as far as I know. He's just causing problems mm -hmm. by, by opening up this can of worms now. I mean, yeah. I thought it was all settled. Kawhi was gone. Kawhi was in Toronto. Big trade. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, Kawhi makes it to the finals. It's like, oh, hey, look, San Antonio, we're going to the NBA finals. Yeah, and I felt it definitely okay. was a slight towards yeah, sure the Spurs organization exactly and, what, and what happened last season. Because what does he bring up? He brings up the word trust. Yeah. And he talks about how they lost trust in the Spurs. They couldn't they couldn't be with the Spurs anymore because of the of the doctors mm -hmm. and because the Spurs didn't believe him when he said he was still hurt after he was cleared to play by two sets of doctors. Even his own set of doctors cleared him to play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, they seek mo say they seeked out multiple opinions. Yeah. That was sort of the deal. They were yeah. looking for a doctor that basically was going to kind of uh, agree with what they yeah. wanted to do, which I think, you know, bottom line is I, I think they wanted to leave San Antonio, and they just figured out this is the way we have to, to do go. it, you know, and this yeah. is the way to kind of go about it, which that part, you know, I've always been like, okay, Kawhi could have left no matter what. He can do whatever he wants mm -hmm. to do. But the way they went about it, basically submarining – that entire, is that a word, submarining? Submarining. <laughs> submarining that so. entire season, last season, and causing all this friction with the uh, with the medical staff, with the coaching staff, and with the team. I think that was definitely the wrong way to go about it. And Kawhi just basically going AWOL on the Spurs I, was definitely just not the best way to and you, do things. And you're hearing a lot of chatter out there about, about his injury and about how they, they acted with his injury mm -hmm. and how, how Kawhi and his team acted and how the Spurs – I mean, I got to the point where I didn't care about the injury anymore. Yeah. Everybody yeah. gets hurt, and, and I don't know if he was if he was hurt, if he didn't just want to play or if he was really hurt or – 
the thing that bothered me the most, and I've said it before, is just the way he acted, the lack of respect. I mean, this is a guy that wouldn't take a phone call right. from David Robinson. Yeah. You yeah. don't take – I mean, you can't just pick up the phone and so, Dave, what's up? Yeah. You can't yeah. even talk to an owner, former Spurs superstar, mm-hmm. an MVP Hall of Famer, you can't take take a phone call from him, and that that's that's what the story was. So yeah. if you're going to believe a lot of stuff out there, yeah. then you got to believe this too. You got to believe that he turned down a phone call from David Robinson, and just and I and I get the thing that Tony Parker came out and said, well, mm-hmm. I was injured and I had the same injury, and I I came back and here I am. And I, are you that thin skin that you let one of your teammates get to you that much if you're going to let that affect you? Yeah, to me it was just a you another know, reason for him to get out. And once Tony up. sort of and once Tony said that, which I think we've all, you know, we all know Tony, he speaks his mind a little bit, but we know there was no sort of disingenuous thing that, with Tony when he said it. It was just a, a normal was the, That was yeah. the frustration though yeah. because you Nobody knew if Kawhi was coming back. Yeah. Nobody knew what Kawhi was going to do. And they, for a while, it was like, well, he's coming back. He's coming back. We just don't know when. Yeah. He's coming back. So your team is like, okay, we're going to get him back. We're going to get him back by the end of the season. We're going to get him back for the playoffs. And all of a sudden, he, not only does he not come back for the playoffs, he didn't even show up and support his team. Yeah. That's what irritated me more than anything about this whole story. And I may be standalone because everybody wants to talk about his injury and all that. That's what irritated me yeah. more about anything is the fact that he disrespected David Robinson and former players mm-hmm. and people that wanted to talk to him. And to me, he disrespected his team by not even showing up. These are the guys you go to battle with every day. You forget the coaches, forget the general managers, mm-hmm. forget the doctors. These mm-hmm. are the guys you battle with day in and day out out there on the court. And you don't even show up. Maybe maybe there was one that upset you. But what about the rest of the guys? Yeah. What what about yeah. the Danny Greens? What yeah. about the the uh, the Manu Ginobili? What about the what about yeah. those young young guys sitting at the end of the bench trying to learn how to become a good mm-hmm. NBA player? You disrespected all those guys yeah. in my mind. I just I just felt like that's what he did when it's, he didn't it, even show up. Yeah, it's pretty bad oh, when you know way. Manu Ginobili has to sort yeah. of ask you, or Manu Ginobili doesn't know where you're at. I mean, this is a, a, a Spurs icon, a Spurs legend. You mentioned David Robinson, but. But, you know, Manu, by all accounts, is one of the best teammates sure. ever. No problem, really, with anyone. And for Manu to actually be like, well, we don't know what's going on with this guy, and I have no idea what's and what's happening. Not only was it players, but he, he disrespected the fans. Mm-hmm. All those people that had bought his jersey, yeah. come out to support him. I just felt like that was – that was he just it showed a lot of – a lot of lack of respect. And I think that is not – I don't put it all on Kawhi. I put it all on – I put – well, I put a lot of it on Kawhi, but I put a lot of it on the people that surrounded him mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. We got to get out of here, so this is how we're going to do it. And I just I, I just felt like that. that's that's how that, that ended up coming out. And, you know, by the way, uh, who was paying him when he wasn't showing up? The Spurs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like you said, the fans. What um, deal is that? So you don't obviously, have to come to work and you still get a huge paycheck? Yeah, I really? know. That's nice. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, look, we're we're never we're getting the side of from Uncle Roberts to Uncle Denny, Dennis, whatever, <laughs> Dennis the Menace. Um so we're getting the side from him. We're probably never gonna get the side from the Spurs. And you I mean, mm-hmm. just the way that they operate, pop. RC, they're probably <laughs> never ever going to talk about. It. Maybe 15 years down the road, we find out, you know, story comes out or something. Yeah. Pop just feels one day. Not as long as Pop and RC are, are where they are no, right not now. A, you no, 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 no. The they would have to be long gone in order yeah, for anything have, to come I out. I mean, you can hear stuff maybe from yeah. from from people that you know claim to be right. But on the end, but but the national narrative has now been that what did the Spurs do that basically let Kawhi walk out of the building? Do you feel like the Spurs? deserve any blame 
in what happened Probably. with Kawhi Leonard last season Probably. and where we see him now. Maybe Pop didn't have to come out and say, well, you have to talk to his people. Yeah. And maybe maybe Tony Parker shouldn't have come out and said, you know, well, I got the same injury and here I am. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm back. Maybe maybe that, like I said, maybe he got sensitive to that. And yeah. Maybe, but – I tend to be be where you were earlier. He wanted out of here, and, yeah. and he was just looking for excuses, and those just became convenient excuses. And I think that when Pop came out and said that, because, well, you're going to have to talk to his people, mm -hmm. I think I think they knew then yeah. that this wasn't going to work out. Right, and, right. And, you know, he's coming back. And I think that that, frust that was just frustration, and that was trying to get the guy's attention. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're in Toronto now, so good luck to you. You're going to lose in five. <laughs> okay, we'll get to the series prediction here in a little bit. So, um, obviously, the Spurs, now that you look at this in sort of the bigger picture, Kawhi Leonard is in the NBA Finals. The Spurs out in the first round, really trying mm -hmm. to figure out, you know, where we're going to go in the future here. How much do you think that this will affect the Spurs in the next two, three years? Or do you feel like, for the Spurs, they're – this is they've moved on. They're already way past this. Or do you think this is kind of difficult? Them seeing Kawhi right now. Uh, no, I don't think anybody's paying attention. Well, they're kind of watching, but I don't think they're really. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're really concerned. Because yeah. here's the way I look at it: is is they are set up for long range future. Mm -hmm. Whereas Toronto, if they lose Kawhi, if they what lose do they Kawhi, got? yeah, they're what do they in some serious trouble. Yeah, yeah. then and what are the odds of him staying in Toronto? Team. Does you he know, have to win a championship to stay? Does it matter if he wins or loses? Does he even stay? He's, I mean, you know, the word right. always was he right. wanted to go to California. Yeah. He wanted to go to L.A., either yeah. the Clippers or the Lakers. Well, then he's going to go out there, so that would be his third team in, in two years. Mm -hmm. So what does that do? Whereas the Spurs, they got a draft pick from from uh, from trading him and getting yeah. DeMar and mm -hmm. getting and getting Jakob. And those two guys developed pretty well last year. Mm -hmm. They're going to be even better next year. They've got a whole year under Pop's system. Yeah. And, and so they're going to be better. you got a backcourt. you got five guys in the backcourt. you got a loaded backcourt that's going to be absolutely fantastic with mm -hmm. Derek White and DeJounte and Brent Forbes and Lon Lonnie we Walker. Lonnie I mean, yeah, Walker we haven't much. seen Lonnie and Walker. Then, and yeah. then Patty Mills. Yeah. I mean, come on, really? Yeah. You know? Right, I it, think the Spurs have set themselves up for for long term. Plus, you got the two the two draft picks mm -hmm. in the first round. Last time they had that, I'm I'm if I remember correctly, '87. David Robinson <laughs> and yeah. Cadillac Anderson. There you go, Cadillac Anderson. Cadillac. Wow, Cadillac Anderson so makes you, the podcast. I mean, you, you have you have a lot of options if you want to make mm -hmm. some trades. Yeah, you've got these two first round draft picks. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that they're going to draft somebody in Europe that we've never heard of and leave them over there for a while. They might do that. Uh, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, yeah. they did that. That's, that's, that's a habit they got yeah. into. But, I mean, you, you look at what they have and what right. their future looks like, and, yeah, they're going to miss Kawhi. Sure, mm -hmm. he's one of the top two or three players in the league. Yeah. He's not the best player right now in the league. He's yeah. limping yeah. around on the floor. Right. He's still going to lose in five. But he's still <laughs> one of the best players in the league. So yeah. you're, But I think long term, I think the Spurs are going to come out ahead. Yeah. It'll be interesting because, like you said, Toronto basically took this gamble thinking, well, we know we're going to have him for a year, but not knowing the long-term future of what that's going to mean for that franchise. And it just so happened that they made the finals this year, so that'll be an interesting thing to see over the summer. But, yeah, I, I think the Spurs are in good shape moving ahead. As much as this hurts right now, and because, again, Kawhi right now is sort of in the national spotlight, and there's a lot of people questioning, well, you know, the Spurs must have done something terribly yeah, wrong for Kawhi to leave. Yeah. So, this is a year um, ago. This, is, this happened a I year ago. I know, but I think, I think, you know, we go to the games. I think yeah. people here in San Antonio, yeah. especially kind of the local media, they know that the Spurs did – 
the most that they possibly could to keep Kawhi Leonard here. I mean, they basically kind of bent over backwards for him. I mean, to allow the guy sure. to, like you said, seek third, fourth, fifth opinions. I know we're kind of backtracking a little bit. But to, like you said, basically miss an entire season and then pop flies to Southern California over the summer to ask Kawhi, hey, how can we make this work? Let's try and move ahead. And then they, that's basically when they sort of said, okay, this is not going to be able to – they're not going to be able to come back. And why this. do you want to keep a guy who doesn't want to be here? Yeah, that's true. Why do you want yeah. him here? Yeah, that's true. You don't yeah. want – you don't want – deal with that so. yeah um so and the other side five. see the but. other side of the coin you mentioned demar Derozan. um i feel kind of bad for demar right yep. now uh what are your what do you think is going through demar's mind at this very moment <laughs> i gave all that time to toronto and now they're going to the finals and i'm not even on the team anymore yeah that hurts but could they have gotten to the finals with demar and Jakob, or did it take Kawhi to get toronto to the finals well i think it was a combination of a few things i think obviously Kawhi playing the way he is now, like you said, top two, three player. And also, let's not forget that LeBron left the East. I mean, yeah. so LeBron is now in the West because the yeah. big hurdle for Toronto well, all these years. Would that have made a difference for DeMar? If, if LeBron had gone to the Lakers and DeMar and, and Jakob were still in Toronto, would they be in the NBA Finals? Well, I, got, I think just because what we saw out of Milwaukee this year, I think that Milwaukee would have beaten them would in a series. I think because so. I think what happened was that you had Kawhi defend Giannis. And after game two of that series, they specifically put Kawhi to kind of focus a little bit more on Giannis. And he also put in the office on the offensive side as well. Six bounces. That's, all, that's what it was. Wow. The six, game the game seven bounces. shot against six, Philly. Well, the game seven yeah. shot with four bounces on the rim. Yeah. And then the game uh, six shot where he shot that three, bounced off the rim, went up off the backboard yeah. and came back yeah. through. Mm -hmm. and that reminded you of that shot. So six bounces and they're in the final. Yeah, we're going to talk so. about an interesting shot coming up here in a little bit. So uh, DeMar DeRozan, big kind of question yep. coming up with him is that the Spurs on July 6th, they could extend him. They could give him a four-year deal worth $149 million. What do you think the Spurs are thinking right now with DeMar as far as his, the future? He's going to be 31 by the time that they yeah. would, this extension would kick in. But if, if see age and the Spurs, that that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they've learned how to keep players around for a while by you know pop you know watching their right. minutes and right. watching their health. Yeah. That's that's another thing about the Kawhi thing. Yeah. Who in the world would think that the Spurs would send a player out there who wasn't ready to go oh, out? Oh no, an I mean I you know what? Sorry, I didn't mean to bring the Kawhi thing up again. But I mean seriously, you think yeah, Pop's no, no, going to that, send a That's I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. How many times yeah. did Pop? You know, make a guy sit right. another two or three games just yeah. to make sure yeah. he was healthy. Yeah. So that Tim Duncan, anyway. I mean, Tim Duncan yeah. missed an entire playoffs, playoffs because they wanted to. They worried about his long term health. Yeah. So, so, but anyway, back back to De, back to Demar. You you've just invested a whole year in this guy. Mm -hmm. You've and he, you've made him one of your top players. His defense has improved something unbelievable. I mean, he's a whole lot better defensive yeah. player now than yeah. he was ever with Toronto, in, yeah. in my opinion. So. I, I would I, I think you got to keep him. I think you got to keep him around. Thirty one, like I said, age doesn't really matter with this team. Yeah, I think uh, this is going to be an interesting season for Demar because we all want to see if he could work on sh his outside shooting a little bit more, and maybe when he gets with Chip England, that'll be kind of uh, yeah. a good things he's ahead gotta, for him. You got to be able to hit it. Demar played. You know, Demar for the situation that he was put in to be with a team that didn't have a point guard, he really played well this past season. So. 
Um, I, I think DeMar is a guy that takes care of himself. So, like you said, age I don't think is that big of a no, factor. There's exactly. there's numbers here when you look at he's going to be 32. Maybe he'd get 36 million a year. So this will be interesting to see what the Spurs decide to do. But a key date there would be July. Well, 6th. And, and you got to figure Lamarcus has already gotten all his. Lamarcus got his. Yeah. So he's yeah. not going to. I yeah. mean, Lamarcus is already kind of on major, the major yeah factor. on the back nine of his career. So a if, bit. if yeah. you know if Demar's your guy, then then you're going to have some money for Demar. Yeah. And if Demar will work on the three point shot, his defense, come, like I said, defense is much better. He's got to learn how to hit a three. I mean, okay. he's got to be consistent yeah. from the three point yeah. range because that's where that's where the game is. And it's it's I, I was kind yeah. of with Pop watching some of this. It's like how many times are you going to run down the floor and fire up a three, <laughs> and then nobody even rebounds anymore. It's like oh yes. When you were All in right. eighth well, grade playing ball yeah. and you had a coach, what did he tell you after you take a shot? What did he tell you? Go after the ball. Follow yeah, your follow shot. Follow the shot. Nobody follows <laughs> their shot anymore. So yeah, Kawhi that's did true. on that one missed free throw. Yeah. But yeah. it's like <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to move on here to uh, better days when it better comes days. to Spurs and their history. This week marks 20 years since the Sean Elliott Memorial Day Amen. miracle. An unbelievable shot. David, you mm. were there. What were your uh, what was your immediate thought when that shot went in? Crowds going nuts. And just being in the Alamo Dome for that game. Unbelievable. Couldn't believe he wasn't out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> like he was in bounds when he shot that. Yeah. And it was a three. Yeah. That was even more amazing. Mm-hmm. As, as he didn't see it, he just fired it up. Yeah. And, you know, as as big and spacious as that Alamo Dome was, uh-huh. that was pretty loud. Yeah. That, I mean, they, they were getting thirty six to 40,000 people in there mm-hmm. for those playoff games. That was pretty loud. It was that was a great moment. Yeah, and incredible. We just actually saw the replay of that. The Spurs were down by double figures headed into the second half of that game, game two of the '99 Western Conference Finals against a pretty solid Portland team. I think it was a Portland team that was feeling pretty good at that moment, being up in double figures. Spurs go on a crazy run and capped with Sean Elliott's shot. Um, I think for if. I wasn't here covering the team or anything like that, but I think for Spurs fans, did you feel like that was a moment when they truly believed that yep. a championship oh, yeah. was really in their sights? Well, and the thing about it is Sean was already on a on a hot streak. I mean, mm-hmm. he was yeah. he had already hit I think he made like threes, six of like seven threes. Five, yeah. yeah. He yeah. already hit several. Yeah. So, I mean, he was he was feeling it and I'll guarantee you, if you ask him today, he'll tell you that he didn't even have to see the basket, and the shot was going in, and he yeah. knew it was going in. But yeah. he was just in that—he was in that groove at, yeah. at that time of the game. And was that play called for him? I don't. Was the play I called for? I him? don't think what so. Do you, okay. I think he just ended up with. They couldn't. Get yeah. In and yeah. He just ended up with it. Because Mario Eli was also yeah. on the floor. They got Tim. Mario David. inbounded. Oh, and Mario Eli inbounded. I, I okay. Think it, I think. He okay. Did, yeah. Did. I think we need to. Yeah, we need check that. Okay. Yeah. I'm wondering if the play was called for him because, like you said, he was hot throughout that yeah. entire game. I yeah, I don't think it, it might have been. I don't well, know. Yeah. Day, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk to Sean about that. Um, you next question. Yeah, there you go. So, is this was that shot the Memorial Day miracle? Sean Elliott shot the biggest shot in Spurs uh, history. <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. Okay, so now here's the debate, and mm-hmm. you know, Sean will love me for this one. <laughs> yeah. At that time, yes. Yeah. But. Was it still the biggest in playoff history after Avery Johnson hit that baseline jumper mm-hmm. to beat the Knicks and win the first NBA championship for the yeah. Spurs? So which one was bigger? Ooh, I because, you know, here, and here, here's what we were talking about. I'll throw mm-hmm. this out at you, then, then yeah. I'll let you answer it. Um, that was just game two, right? 
Right. So they had already won game one. So they were already up one nothing on Portland. Yeah. So that was just game two. So yeah. there was still plenty of time if they had lost that game right. to come back. And they ended up sweeping them. So so is that the biggest shot? Well, I'm going to say yes. Just because if I look back at a lot of sort of the Spurs history, I think that that was the shot that really kind of led people to believe that the championship, that, that it was really the Spurs year. And I think, as you said, I mean, game two, not a game seven, not a game six, but at the same time, I think that ended Portland's chances. I think Portland, after they lose that game, crushed, Spurs go to Portland, take care of business on the road there. The Spurs were playing the Knicks in the finals. I think the Spurs were still going to be heavy favorites. I think the Spurs were up 3-1, right? Because they ended yeah. up winning the series 4-1. 3-1 when when uh, Avery hits the shot. Um, obviously a huge shot. I mean, a, a huge shot in Spurs history. But I just think that the momentum from Sean Elliott's Memorial Day miracle was really kind of the, the difference and kind of just – kind of just made it the Spurs year. I, I Again, I wasn't here at the time, but I got to believe that from fans that, you know, because I always hear about the Memorial Day miracle shot. I don't hear as much yeah. about Avery, Avery Johnson's Johnson. shot. No. Well, and also you have to you have to remember that he was going through all those health problems. Yeah. And after yeah. that shot, after they won the championship, mm-hmm. he went in and had, his, right. uh, had the kidney transplant yeah. with his yeah. brother Noel. So... I mean that that makes and it I don't think people knew right that he was going to have the transplant. No. Yeah, they, yeah, they didn't it was know, uh, not but he public. Was, yeah. he, his his health was yeah. being affected right. through right. that through that yeah. whole thing, and so that knowing now what we didn't know yeah. then, yeah, that makes it even that much right. more of a special shot because the guy was having health problems. He was you know, and he was yeah. in that position to yeah. to to get them to Portland and, and pretty much wipe them out right there. Yeah. So yeah. I would have to say that's the biggest shot. Pretty like incredible. I, yeah, no, no, I, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, because that did one, win. You know? I mean, they ultimately won the but, championship <laughs> that night. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, the, the Memorial Day miracle, I saw it all over social media this past yeah, week. You did a you thing see. for so, instant replay also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, pretty big shot of, to me, the biggest all-time in Spurs history. Okay, so we are going to uh, take a quick break. We will be right back on Run It Back. Thank you very much for listening to us, David Sears, RJ Marcus, and, uh, yeah, we'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Art Bryles, so this is going to be kind of interesting. No, completely off-topic, but we're going to get into Art Bryles here in a bit. All right, guys, welcome back to Run It Back podcast. Um, we have a special guest with us here. She just walked in to ask David Sears a question, <laughs> Priscilla Kerman. Um, she is a you're San Antonio native, I right? Am, okay. Yes. So before we went to break, we were talking about the 99 season, the Spurs' first championship season, such a great time in the city of San Antonio. Um, so we wanted to ask you, as a San Antonio, San Antonio native, what were your, what do you remember about that season? What do you remember about that championship? Um, specifically, the big thing that I remember is, you know, once the game was all said and done, my family put us all into the back of a truck and we went downtown and wow. everybody just went crazy. Yeah. It was such a big celebration. That was the first time that I realized just how much the Spurs mean yeah. to the city. Yeah. Everybody was down there. How old were you then? Do you remember? Um, I was 10 I, years I, old. I'm not supposed to ask you. Years, I was but 10. You, you were 10. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. so at 10 years old, you're downtown celebrating with, with all these people. How late did you get to stay up that night? Oh, I, I'm pretty sure it was very late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because not only when you go down there, I mean, it's a, it's crammed, so you have to wait to get out as well. Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I, do you, uh, were they doing the honking at the time? Honking, honking just people waving flags, flags just, jerseys, just complete 
madness downtown. Oh, yeah. Complete madness. Yeah. And you were in the back of a truck. So they just yes. loaded you guys up and said, <laughs> we're going on commerce and we're going to be doing some honking. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. And <laughs> you, you were honking. Yeah. You just were you went. Yelling and screaming? I'm pretty sure. Pretty I mean, sure. I was probably freaking out a little bit yeah. too, but, yeah. but it was exciting. That's, but but see, that was the typical Spur fan right mm -hmm. there. They went downtown, they honked, they screamed, didn't burn down any cars and That's you know, good. didn't burn yeah. down any buildings. Didn't, it, it was just a cool night to be downtown. We broadcast till like 3 a.m. Yeah. yeah. And, and kept taking shots downtown. You might have been on TV. Maybe, I don't <laughs> know. Down, we need to go back to the archives. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and like, and like, but that was that was a fun time. Yeah. That was fun, yeah. Can you believe it's been 20 years since I, that? I mean, it's such a vivid memory for you, uh, also for your family, too. Were your parents or uh, who the, your family, are they all big Spurs fans? Were they just going crazy? They are the biggest Spurs fans. <laughs> yeah. My uncle has a cowbell that they <laughs> ring every game. Yeah. They watch it on like the projector yeah. and it, it's a whole shebang yeah. in my family. Yeah. So yes, they were going crazy. So for every championship after that, did you guys kind of do the same thing or was it just that this was the first one and it was so memorable and that was kind of your most fond memory about Spurs championships? I know that my family does the same thing they have done the same thing however i was a little older the yeah. next few times right. so yeah, right. i wasn't yeah. in so the back of the truck but <laughs> yeah yes, that's they good still so, celebrate yeah. and like you said it's all fun here like you yeah. never really see any anything crazy going on nobody's fighting with each right. other right. i mean don't jinx anything but right. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and one other question at at 10 did you watch the game or did you just like joining the crowd and, and uh, so you I, have, I had a bunch of cousins and we would just be running around my grandparents house so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah we so somebody just told you that they, they said won. they won and we and were like in the back of the truck <laughs> yeah yeah they get won. your spurs stuff on we're going downtown we're, we're yeah going, we're going yeah. downtown see when she was i was broadcasting yeah well. the party and she was in the back of the truck yeah. at 10 yeah. so and just Whoa. to be correct it's, uh. we're going honking that's what honking. it's called here we're going honking we're going honking okay yeah honking um, okay, well, thank you very much, uh, Priscilla. We know we kind of caught you off guard. That's you just came stuff. in. Yeah. See? Yeah. Just... 10 years old, remembers all that. How many mm -hmm. times did you go up and down the street? You remember? I don't remember. What, was the, what, <laughs> what, what stands out in your mind yeah. that whole night? What's, what's the main thing that stands out in your head? Um, probably, so since I was in the back of the truck, they, it was the first time that they really had those clip-on flags to the Oh, on the windows? Yeah, on the cars. And so yeah. driving down there, it was just yeah. like... Yeah. <laughs> That's what I remember. The flag was just like flapping wow. really hard. Yeah. Crazy. That's pretty good. Yeah. Cool. Good memories. Very cool. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Priscilla, for being with us on our Run It Back. We'll be right back because someone else who was broadcasting, <laughs> the flag who was flapping. part of all this action, Mario Oriana, executive producer extraordinaire, is going to talk to us about his thoughts on the 99 Spurs NBA championship. All right, guys, continuing to run it back. We're doing a lot of breaks here, but we're getting into some good stuff here with the 99 Spurs NBA championship. And here we have Mario, Mario Oriana. Yeah, Mario has been at KSAT for a little while. Yeah. For about 25 and years. For about so. 25 years. Yeah. So he was in the building, the Spurs, when the Spurs won game five in New York. Mario, what was, what was going through your mind? What were some of your first thoughts? I, first of all, as a Spurs, lifelong Spurs fan, I always kind of thought, one, I just want one championship, one championship. Because <laughs> I go, you know, I go way back. I remember the 80s. Mm -hmm. and, and I remember uh, I was at that 
95 Spurs series with Akeem Olajuwon, mm -hmm. yes. uh, and yes. where that was as yeah. close and as excited as we had ever got yeah. uh, because we won two playoff series. Mm -hmm. And when I say we, you know, mm -hmm. I'm talking about the Spurs <laughs> as, as if yeah. I were a part of it. But you kind of, you know, after that series and, and Rodman left and everybody, you kind of thought, this may never happen. Yeah. You know, and you start to question David, and you start to question, not this David, David Robinson, <laughs> and you start to question the players that they have. Mm -hmm. And then it just, when it, it came together in that 99 season, because if you remember, they had that terrible rodeo road trip. Mm -hmm. uh, or they, they started out terrible, and then... and Six then and eight and then, the way they started. And yeah, then a rodeo road trip, and it just became uh, this you know, where, hey, they might win it. Yeah. And then it just kind of culminated with the Memorial Day miracle because yeah. the Spurs before that, mm -hmm. they missed that shot. Yeah. They do. And and you're just something you're used to. You're used to Rod Strickland throwing the ball behind his back. You're used to <laughs> yeah. Akeem Olajuwon yeah. going that yeah. way and David the going spin, that way. Yeah. The spin, you I know. Think it, but it actually, I think, I think more so for, for a lot of Spurs fans, a lot of people have been around, it actually started when they got Tim Duncan in the draft. Yes. I think that's when, you, could, you were talking about belief, you know, right. that, that <laughs> shot. But I think people started getting, because when you had, that was the Spurs version of the Twin Towers. Yes. Yeah. Because you were talking about Akeem Olajuwon, and it was Akeem Olajuwon at one time, way back when, Ralph Sampson and Ralph, Akeem Olajuwon, the yeah. Towers now. Well. We had, we had Twin Towers now. Now going way back, that season before Duncan, I was kind of covering the Spurs when they were 20 and 62. <laughs> yeah. And I remember the whole season thinking they, they, towards the end, they might make it into the lottery. And gosh, we might land a Keith Van Horn. <laughs> we might land a, wow. a, a Chauncey yeah. Phillips, yeah. man. Yeah. A, 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 a Tony yeah. Batiste. Yeah, you know, Tony Batiste. You know, you might. And, but then when all of a sudden the name is called and it's Duncan, yeah. and you're right because then it becomes this, Wow, we're this. We've got the player of the decade, of the of the century that might join the Spurs here, and that's amazing. And so, kind of to answer your question, that night, mm -hmm. uh, Kobe Dietrich, if anybody remembers, Kobe yeah. Dietrich I was did, uh, yeah, former player, right? Former yeah. player yeah. was in house. He was he was uh, getting ready to go on air because we had instant analysis. Yeah. And so he was the first person that I saw. I don't know Kobe. I just put my hand up like I need to high five somebody and hug somebody. So right, I high fived right. and hugged Kobe. Dietrich. Yeah, because yeah. he was he was here. So what we were doing then, we were we were like the Spurs station, except yeah. the finals were on another network on NBC. Yeah. So yeah. Kobe came down after all the games, yeah. and we did we did post game analysis. We'd have mm -hmm. you know post game sound or whatever, and it was Greg Simmons and Greg Matson uh -huh. were in uh, New York, mm -hmm. and I was back here. So I did the Kobe post-game analysis and threw a couple of sound bites with Greg Simmons and our news director and, and him were kind of keeping an eye on what was going on in the city yeah. and it was like y'all stay on the air mm -hmm. and the news director came in and told me he said you go back you go out on the set with uh, it was was it was it uh, who were the anchors back then it would have been uh, was it Ursula I believe it was Ursula and Jeff Brady and Jeff Brady or it might have been Steph, uh, Steve Spreester too I, I think I think he was out in the field he was too. out in the, yeah but he said, you go out on the, you, and y'all just keep going. Just keep yeah. doing what you just keep talking and keep throwing to these live shots. Right. I, I remember Marilyn Morris was at the Academy Sports and Outdoors. Wow. And yeah. they were pumping out the T-shirts. Yeah. And she was, she was over there Lines doing that story. The we had, I think it was Jesse and Paul Venema yeah. and a couple other people all were downtown. For that you know, yeah, it was all hands on deck. <laughs> Paul and, Venema was at a parking garage right there above Commerce. Right there yeah. above mm -hmm. Commerce Street. That's and so it was like, yeah. so, so. We got done with the post game with Kobe because we had we had to do that. So he leaves. So I go out on the set with with all the other anchors, mm -hmm. and we just start 
repeating ourselves over and over <laughs> and over. And people kept watching and yeah. kept watching. Yeah. And the news director and, and him would come in, y'all need any water? Yeah. Y'all need anything? <laughs> yeah, can we get, nope, can't leave. Y'all just standing right here. Don't don't move. If you need to go to the bathroom, How make it quick. How did you guys go? Till 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Yeah. Like wow. right before, yeah. it was like 2.45, 3 o'clock. Yeah. And man, I was dying to get out there with my fellow <laughs> fans, man. Yeah. And, and one thing, when the opportunity came up, and I quickly raised my hand for it, uh, somebody needs to go get a, a copy of the Express News. Oh. I, I'll go. Yeah. I'll run. And it was just so nice, yeah. you know, to, Express News is walking distance from here. Uh -huh. Glad to make that walk. Yeah. And I went out there and I got the copy, Champs, and it has that iconic picture of Duncan and Robinson and holding, holding the, that. Yeah. And I'll tell you another thing that happened that night that I also love uh, was we were interviewing Avery Johnson. Uh, Greg was one of my, and, and uh, Avery Johnson pleads to San Antonio as in, hey, hey, everybody, take care of your city. You know, I can, I'm not going to dare yeah, do what Avery yeah, Johnson yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, But he, he was, you know, this is your city. Take care of your city. Have fun. And everything. And just the only way Avery Johnson could do it. And I loved it because Avery Johnson, that was my, that was my player. He, mm -hmm. he hit that shot yeah. in Madison Square. We were talking Square. about we're what talking the about bigger that. shot yeah. was, the Memorial Day Miracle yeah. or the Avery shot. Well, I think the Memorial Day Miracle set the tone for mm -hmm. the next 20 plus years yeah. because yeah. we Spurs fans I, I, I am I'm glad but we are spoiled because mm -hmm. we I mean this this franchise has been such a blessed franchise to have made the playoffs as many times as they have to have defined the caliber of players in the latter years of, of a Parker and a Manu where they yeah. did and you know win as many as they did I think that Memorial Day miracle kind of set off the hey the shot went in, and, yeah. and now yeah. it's it's a, a dynasty. And I hate when people say, "Is it a dynasty?" It's a dynasty. It's a dynasty. If we had New York across our chest, it would be a dynasty. But because it says San Antonio, yeah. people want to yeah. debate. Six it. trips, five five rings. Any franchise, How many franchises have any five franchise rings? in any sport would take. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and twenty-two straight playoff yeah. years. Yeah. Come on. Because, I mean, even now we talk about this whole Kawhi thing and yeah. everyone's kind of heard about it, but at the same time you're like, oh, scoreboard, five rings. Five rings, yeah. yeah. <laughs> five yeah. rings, six finals. Where Toronto was going six, through yeah. the, for the first time getting there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 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 It was like yeah, four years ago yeah, we were doing that. So we're uh, I think the Avery shot was big because uh, also remember earlier in the season <clears throat> Damon Stoudemire uh, had uh, uh, called and said they wouldn't win a Spurs right, They wouldn't win right. a championship with Avery at the yeah, helm. and. Yeah. And so his being yeah. questioned and stuff like that. But I mean, 99 was, was such a fun mm -hmm. time because uh, it started off what was became a tradition to win. And, and I loved winning, the Spurs winning more championships because that answered any skeptic oh, yeah. questions yeah. they had about I, did they win one because of a shortened season? I think it answered Phil Jackson's question <laughs> whether or not there should be an asterisk oh, and I, the Spurs. I love beating the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. So there you oh, go. yeah. So I love beating the Lakers. There All right. Go. Yes, that's a conversation for a different day. The Spurs Lakers <laughs> rivalry. All right. Uh, Mario, thank you very much for being thank with you, us, sir. man. Good thank you, sir. Yeah, really appreciate thank you being you, on Running yeah, Back. We've seen her talk about that forever, good Yeah, man. absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so we're going to take another break here and maybe come back with our Bryles talk. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. All right. Andrew's giving me a look like we need to get out of here okay maybe not <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right guys welcome to run it back uh, we've been talking about this uh, last couple of segments we're going to get into it real quick david art bryles is back coaching football in the state of texas at mount vernon high school what were your thoughts there's been a lot of national outrage about this my first reaction was what <laughs> yeah somebody somebody yeah. hired him right to i know coach in texas 
And then uh, when you when you read a little about it and you and you hear some of the things that uh, apparently the superintendent up there, at Mount Vernon, did what he considers his due diligence. Mm-hmm. He talked to a lot of people. He talked to people at Baylor. He talked to some other people. He did not, according to uh, some reports, talk to any of the victims. Mm-hmm. He didn't get into any of that. But he just he just found out about uh, about Art Brow's background yeah. and wanted to know what uh, you know what kind of person he'd be. And they signed him to a to a two year contract. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this: he's in a small town. Mm-hmm. One slip up, everybody in town's going to know it. Mm-hmm. And this is the town's decision. I mean, they can they can run him out on a rail if they want to, because there's you know it's, it's a small town and it's, it's up to the players, it's up to the parents, it's up to the to the administration there. So uh, so one slip, and I'm sure he's out the door. Yeah, I'm sure they had a you know discussions about what the impact would be and what the national sort of uh, message would be about this. Um, I will just I think look, I I figured that this was going to happen sooner or later yeah. because football is king in the state of Texas, and Art Bryles has proven when he was at Stephenville, at Houston, at Baylor that he can coach and he he's can put together good football teams but yeah for them to really not kind of talk to any of the special or not talk to the sexual assault victims I think was a little bit uh, short-sighted on their part I think that should have been something they should have vetted even though I think they wanted to sort of do this no matter what it seems like they're excited about it so but like you said one slip up something happens you know, there's rumors of this and that, then I think, yeah, they're definitely yeah. in some deep trouble there with it, the district. It, if you've ever lived in a small town, you know, everybody yeah. knows everybody. Yeah. Not, not going to take long. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But like you said, high school football in, in the state of Texas, I mean, there, I figured there's, it was there's, happen. there are high school coaches in the state of Texas yeah. that are bigger time than college football coaches. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, not yeah. not surprising that he got a job, but we'll we'll have to see how it works out. Yeah, um, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, any final thoughts on that? I mean, just uh, I mean, not on that. Gonna, no, yeah. but uh, one final thought mm-hmm. is uh, Warriors in five. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Uh, I'm gonna say Warriors in six. Yeah, Warriors no, in six. I think uh, even if KD plays or not, but yeah, defensive Warriors is a whole lot better <laughs> than the defense of the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, interesting. All right. We shall see what happens there. The NBA Finals, if we uh, – this podcast, I'm not sure when we're going to put this online, hopefully with the next couple of days, but that is going to be all on KSAT 12. Anderson going to have it online on in like the next 20 minutes. What? That's what wow. That's, awesome. That's impressive, man. I like that. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> Quick turnaround from Andrew. All right, uh, David, thanks very much for being with us. Running back, we appreciate you guys subscribing, listening, uh, checking us out on KSAT.com and also on all the podcast platforms. Um, again, rate us. Subscribe. We definitely appreciate that. Follow us on social media, Run It Back on Instagram. That's right. Yeah. We're also, both of us are on Twitter. Uh, what's you want to have the show right here? Just <laughs> where we are. All right, guys. Yeah. yeah on I that note, anything? this has gone pretty long. Uh, yeah. On that note, we will let you guys go. Thank you very much for being with us.